this really is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That's a habit we're starting every day with and then asking God to reform our habits all throughout the day because transformation is habit formation and this is incredibly important. What we want to talk about today is really the reason why if you've ever formed a New Year's resolution and had it not work, if you've ever set a goal and then had it fall by the side of the way, why does that happen so often? It has to do with why we pursue what we pursue and how we do it from the deepest part of ourselves and do that together with God. So I want to read for you a bit from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. He writes about how one of the problems is we try to change the wrong thing. And here's what he means. There's three levels uh, at which change can occur. The first layer is changing your outcomes. This level involves changing the results that go on in your life. Losing weight, publishing a book, winning a championship. Most of the goals that people set are associated with this level. And then the second layer is changing your process. This layer is concerned, he writes, with changing your habits and systems, implementing a new routine at the gym, decluttering your desk. I'm working on that one for better workflow, developing a practice of meditation, reading scripture and so for your mind. Most of the habits that you build are associated with that level. But then there's a third layer and it's the deepest one and that is changing your identity. This level is concerned with changing your beliefs. That is your worldview, the way that you understand life, reality, faith, your own image, your judgment about yourselves and others. Most of the beliefs, assumptions, and biases that we hold are associated with this level. Outcomes are about what you get. Processes are about what you do. Identity is about what you believe. So, we can think of it, Clear says, in terms of three circles, which I have uh, imperfectly reproduced here. This layer is about outcomes. I'd like to lose weight, like to get in shape, like to manage my finances better. This is about processes. This is how I will eat or how I will clean up my desk or so on. But this is about identity, who I am. And the problem that most of us have, Clear says, is we start at the level of outcome. I'd like to write a book. I'd like to lose weight. I'd like to win a championship. I'd like to change the way that I eat. So we start with that one. We say, here's my goal. Um, and then hope that it will trickle into who we are rather than starting with our sense of identity and saying, this is who I am. And this is the way that somebody who is this kind of person lives their life. I will tell you a little secret about preachers. Every preacher has what might be called an it sermon. And the idea of the it sermon is, I thought this was going to be it. When I was a kid, I thought if I could get these grades, if I could acquire this bike, if I could have this reputation, if I could have this athletic achievement, if I could date this girl, I thought it was going to be it. If you're a Bible person, you may know the whole book of Ecclesiastes uh, written in the voice of the smartest man who ever lived, Solomon. I thought this was going to be it, to build, to gain wisdom and knowledge, to have pleasure. Try them all. Um, all of them might be good for a moment. None of them was it. That's the problem with outcome-based goals. I get it for a moment. When I was in school, I thought 
I had a particular athletic achievement. I will not say what it is because it would sound way more impressive than it actually was. I was at a Division three school, which is the lowest that you could be, played tennis, which is not the sport that attracted the greatest athletes, but I got to have this one label, this one achievement, and I thought this would be really good. It wasn't it. Nobody ever asked me about it. I was at a a big meeting, big gathering the other day, and somebody asked, was anybody here ever in the Olympics? I wasn't in the Olympics, but I thought, if you ask about this other word, I could raise my hand. No one, it's not it. And what, what it is that we're moved to pursue is the kind of person that we'll become. James Clear goes on to write about this. True behavior change is identity change. You might start with a habit because of motivation, but the only reason that you'll stick with one is it becomes part of your identity. So in other words, the goal is not to read a book. It is to become a reader. You become a reader, then you will read. We talk a lot about being a lifetime learner. When I truly identify with that, then I'll, I'll read. The goal is not to run a marathon. The goal is to become a runner. The goal is not to learn an instrument. The goal is to become a musician. Your behaviors are usually a reflection of your identity. What you do is an indication of the type of person you believe that you are. And that works both ways. Negatively, it could be, I'm terrible with directions. I'm not a morning person. I'm bad at remembering people's names. I'm always late to things. And we see this with characters in the Bible. Peter saying to Jesus, get away from me for I am a sinful man. Isaiah saying, woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips. Abraham saying, I'm too old. Timothy saying, I'm too young. Now what's fascinating is when you come to Paul's letter, for example, to the church at Colossae, this is precisely what he's writing about. He says, put off therefore your earthly nature. Now what is the earthly nature? He's not just talking about the planet. Earth's a good thing. It's part of God's creation. Earthly nature is simply another way of talking about the habits that get inside you that are opposed to God and His will. And he talks about sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry, arms, uh, uh, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language. Don't lie to one another. This is all in Colossians 3. For you have put off the old self with its practices. What does that mean? It means I no longer assume my identity is one who do these things. I'm a bitter person. I'm a resentful person. I'm a greedy person. I, I no longer identify with that. And I seek to be liberated from those habits. And you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of the image of its creator. Therefore, as God's people, chosen and dearly loved. You know, that's my new identity. I'm God's son. I'm God's daughter. I really am. This is the day the Lord has made. Clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with one another, forgiving each other, whatever grievances you have as Christ forgave you over all these virtues. See, this is the cultivation of habits now because I'm growing into that kind of identity. Back to James Clear one more time. Um, uh, every time you write a page, uh, habits are the path to changing your identity. When you write a page, you're a writer. When you practice the violin, you're a musician. 
When you start a workout, you're an athlete. When you encourage your employers, you're a leader. Each habit not only gets results, but teaches you something far more important. And ultimately, I would say, you and I would say that is to trust, not just ourselves and what we can do, but to trust God and to trust his power in our life. And that he's actually at work in us to help us become the person that he wants us to be. So there's a simple two-step process. One, decide the person you want to become. Get really, really clear on um, who is that person. Because the main thing God gets out of my life is the person that I become. And then demonstrate it, prove it, live it out through small wins. And the key is small. I was reading the other day in the Bible about Barnabas. He's this guy that in the early church, they renamed the son of encouragement because he was such an encourager to people. His financial habits ran that way. Um, when he went to a new community, he, he tracked down this man, Saul, who had become named Paul because Barnabas wanted to help him become a leader and a teacher. And I thought, especially at this stage in life now, I want to be that. I want to encourage other people. So today, what habits can I cultivate? And one of them is just to text a certain number of people to encourage them and cheer them on, to be open to be interrupted. So today, this is not about goals or New Year's resolutions. It's not about how much weight do you want to lose or how to clean up that desk or what. It is about becoming a certain kind of person because then I embrace the process. That's what gives me the power and patience to um, settle for small wins. I don't have to get everything done at once because this is not about achieving a static goal, which is never it. This is about becoming a certain kind of person who embraces a certain kind of life and who enters into systems and processes that will bring about change over the long haul. Who do I want to become? Take a moment now to think about that word or those words, encourager. Uh, peaceful person, steadfast, others-centered. Who do I want to become? What is a small win that can help me move in that direction today? And above all of these, put on love. Because love is habit forming. Hi, I'm Tim. Thanks for joining us here at Become New for Habits. Now, at the end of this series, we're going to sit down with John and bring him some of your questions and talk a little bit more about the topic. But we want to hear from you. We want to bring him your questions. We've heard from a couple of you, but I know there's more questions out there. So if you've got a question, you can put it in the comment box if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, or you can email it to us at becomenew.me at gmail.com, or you can text it to us at 855-888-0444. If you want to spread the word, you can subscribe on YouTube, share this video with a friend, or give us a review on a podcast wherever you're listening. See you next time.